Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head-to-head. -head. Today, we are going to be ranking the top 15 breakup albums of all time. Don't worry, we aren't doing this task alone, as we are joined by Kaylee Martinelli and James Cole of the band Mars Council. Be sure to stream their first single, Honey Tea, available now on all platforms. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I am joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis and Alden Mason. I gotta ask you guys real quick before we get started here, uh, why do you want to be on this show? <laughs> Funny you ask that. I actually just received the um, check that you guys wrote out for me uh, to be on here. Right before I moved back to Philly, so. Okay, you weren't supposed to mention that on air. I'm going to be sure to edit this out. <laughs> I paid you guys. What the heck? <laughs> we took your money and gave it to Kaylee. <laughs> Sounds like elementary school lunch all over again. And then, then Alden's like, you guys are getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, be sure to stream Mars Council's uh, single Honey Tea. It's fantastic. It's available on, like, all platforms. Uh, I listened to it on YouTube because my dumbass canceled Spotify a month ago. So <laughs> just in time to make a, a topic on 15 albums. Not a great start. <laughs> no, not a great start to 2021. Uh, so we're going to start off. Uh, Kaylee, what is your lock? We'll go Kaylee, Alden, James, Josh, then Jory if he shows up, which I'm not holding my breath on, and then myself. <laughs> Kick it off. <laughs> my lock is going to be The Long Goodbye by Riz Ahmed. Whoa. Nice. Huh. Ooh, I like that. Are you, do you know the album? I have listened to it, yes. Do you know who Riz Ahmed is? Yeah. 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 I'm in good company. <laughs> 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 no yeah that yeah that's my lock this is a 2020 album damn alden what is your lock my lock is sound and color by alabama shakes james what is your lock my lock is wilder mine by mumford and sons Ooh, good one i listened to that today the whole album yeah well almost all of it I was listening to it in the car. It's hard not to go through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a solid project. I, I'm happy that it got mentioned. I slipped my mind when making this list. It's, it's it's a little like abstract of breakup, but depending on how you can interpret it, it is it's a great breakup album. Uh, we've got the same interpretation then. There's going to be some top fives of mine that you're going to be like, is that a breakup <laughs> album? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my entire list. Yeah, that was my, that was like the whole trouble with like going through this list was like, I feel like what constitutes a breakup song like a breakup album is so different compared on like what emotions you're feeling or how you deal with it kind of stuff yeah i had the double check today yeah i was very much just like at the end of it i was like you know what i'm just gonna ride the vibe so <laughs> i was literally just like if i could find it on someone else's published list and like they weren't just destroyed in comments or something then i'm okay with it being like <laughs> yeah like this is technically a breakup album <laughs> yeah <laughs> that confirmation so you could set your source <laughs> <laughs> right it's like this guy said it on pitchfork once and didn't get bullied for it therefore i feel okay yeah this guy on reddit didn't get downvoted to high hell so yeah <laughs> like two like two years ago anthony fantano had a video that was just called i need breakup albums and that really helped in research for this someone uh i think like a fan mail like wrote into him or something it was like hey i just went through a rough breakup anthony help me out all right josh what are you locking today 
I am going to lock Melodrama by Lord. Okay, okay. All right. I approve. I think uh, one of the more underrated artists of the last decade. I wish she'd come back. Where's our next album? It's been a minute. And I'm going to be locking uh, Disintegration by The Cure. Oh, shit. That almost made my list. I feel like I have a lot to say about it, so I wanted to make sure it made our top five-ish, thereabouts. Respect. Good pick. Yeah, I think we all have good picks here. Uh, surprisingly, the other four locks are not on my list, so this is going to be really diverse, I think. Interesting. Kaylee, to you, what is your number 15? Moving forward, we all have one veto that we can use up until the top five. Okay, so I'm going to go number 15, Ruin by Shawn Mendes. Hmm. Hmm. Fight me. Come on. <laughs> Looking up which Sean Mendes album that was. 2016. Oh, his first one? It's my, yeah, it was, it was one of his first albums. That's. I think that's what you have to keep in mind because like Sean Mendes, like original Sean Mendes just like hit, you know, like, you know, radio silence. Someone listening, someone listening agrees with me. I like Mercy. Yeah, Mercy. You got, oh my gosh, not me about to pull up this album just to like flame you about it. There are so many good songs and I have personal, personal experience with um, like shouting quite a few of them in the car, like driving around at night. But you bet it's pretty good. They're good. Okay, boys, we need to step away. We need to step away from where we're talking about music, not about their Hollywood image. What I like about Shawn Mendes is that, especially in the beginning where he had that, like, I guess he kind of came in where, like, it was that, like, pop star boy thing was still, like, really big with, like, your Justin Bieber, your One Direction. But, like, he had songs that I legitimately, like, I don't want to say this in a, in a bad way towards those artists, but his felt like songs they didn't feel as corporate you know what i mean yeah no and that's that's why i think that this one's very um i don't know I, i'm usually not the biggest pop listener i guess but i don't know sean mendes his first it, illuminate illuminate on yeah it solid songs just ruin like i feel like you guys just haven't listened to it and you just gotta listen to it all right i'll take your word for it i, I don't really want to yeah i trust you on that don't feel me i'll i'll, I'll cry i'll cry <laughs> <laughs> there's no need to cry over. there's no need to cry over spilled vetoes <laughs> <laughs> this is number 15 and nate didn't waste his veto in the first round we're, we're doing good this is gonna be a good list so i just have to fend off nate gotcha i i think you've got it i'm putting it down illuminate by sean mendez is number 15 all right all to you what is your number 14 uh here my dear by marvin gay oh oh marvin gay oh that is a lot higher on my list well like 10 spots higher it sounds like you might want a veto there buddy yeah i'm gonna use my veto i think that's way too low alden i think i don't think this song should go i don't think this album should go any higher but i kind of want it on the list these are this is going to be two music episodes in a row but i'm putting where I have, where I talk about this artist, I'm putting Red by Taylor Swift here. Oh, oh God. I'm not surprised, but I am upset. <laughs> here My Dear by Marvin Gaye, I think is one of the best breakup albums. And like- Oh uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think it just needs to be higher. And I think um, Red by Taylor Swift, I think it'd just be weird if we didn't have any form of that. Like the Shawn Mendes album, I think was kind of the pop representation that just now came to mind with Kaylee's pick. I think let's, I think maybe put 
read here when it comes to i guess taylor swift's like quote-unquote breakup albums where even though probably every album she's got at least one this was the one where it felt like the whole album had it and i think it's got some of the better songs um i knew when you were trouble is pretty good um we are never ever getting back together was really annoying <laughs> I heard a guitar ver or like a rock version of it from a concert. And now I think the song's kind of cool. The pop punk. Um, if you ever, if you ever, if you ever run on like a pop goes punk CD, they definitely do the song, and it sounds sounds really good. Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite from that specific album. Like Taylor Swift might may not be like big in my demographic, but I think um the best she does where I think she comes off very genuine in her music. And when it comes to her breakup album, I think that's very important is you're actually trying to show emotion in these albums. And I think she does that. So I think she does deserve to be on this list. It deserves to be at 14 and not an absolute classic in Marvin Gaye's album at 14. So yeah, Josh, now that you kind of stated your case, I kind of I kind of support that. <laughs> Yeah, she she deserves a spot. She deserves a spot. Yeah. If we're talking pop goes punk, I, I just want to say I have Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson at my number 14. And that has both Since You've Been Gone and Because of You on it, which are both great pop goes punk songs. I'm just I'm just saying if you want another pop nomination, a better <laughs> a better country darling turned pop diva, Kelly Clarkson, you can get this Taylor Swift bullshit off of here. I, I'm sorry. Red's barely a breakup album. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a hardcore fan in her 2006 album with like um, teardrops on my guitar and then to like love songs, stuff like that. Like, but then when she started going pop, she kind of, it, I don't know. I have so much respect for Taylor Swift as a musician and as like an artist. Um, but I don't know. Personally, I, I don't really like her as pop. I miss her. I miss her with the roots, you know? When I was in seventh and eighth grade, my, uh, my sister's iPod was the only music I had and all she had was Taylor Swift on it. So I'm a, I'm a huge old Taylor Swift fan, and what she changed was it wasn't I, I didn't I didn't I didn't hate it. A lot of people hate it. it. I it just definitely I I really got that was it that was it for me. I think I respect the hustle though of like constantly uh, changing. Some artists can't pull that off. Uh, like a good example is uh, uh, Justin Timberlake, where he <laughs> where we bring up Justified again, where um he went through like having these really good bangers and hits but not maybe like coherent albums that had a theme and then he tried to have a theme in man of the woods and personally i think it failed i do respect that taylor swift was able to change her genres kind of kind of well uh like it had like a flow to it where it didn't feel like the country overstated its welcome and now it doesn't feel like the pop overstated its welcome because now she's moving into more of this folklore type music and uh i think it's cool i i respect taylor swift her new album i love a lot honestly i the the taylor swift today i'm enjoying a lot yeah, she's doing a good job. I'm not going to make a comment, but Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say much. <laughs> <laughs> I guess is that red Taylor Swift going here at 14? I'm not going to veto it. Personally, I think it should go 15 and Sean should have gone 14. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I guess it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So. All right. So Josh has used his veto. James, what do you have at your number 13 or lower if you want to include it or higher? What What do you think should go here? <laughs> Wait, am, am I going to be able to state my case for all my albums or do I got to pick? I mean, it sounds like it's, it's up to you. Mm. All right. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go swimming by Mac Miller. 
Mm. Wow, good choice. I didn't even think of this as a breakup album. I didn't I didn't either. Yeah, it's it's a lot of mine are a lot more they're definitely a lot more interpretation type, I will admit. If if you listen to if you listen to swimming with like there's so many different layers of getting going through a breakup and like a lot of them have to do with more personal reflection than they do reflecting on the person you broke up with. And it's and honestly it's more valuable than, you know, trying to get over somebody. And this album, it has like all of that self-reflecting kind of vibes for me where like, cause once you go through a breakup, you have that whole like, fuck, who, who am I, you know, like, who am I without this person? And that's kind of what swimming is for me. Even, and you know, the, it, it has those, like, it was like steps out where he be, he like, you know, he does more rap and not really like really deep songs, but the deep songs in it are like, yeah. James, we're talking to movie people about about the emotions of feeling music and stuff. You gotta like, you know, they're out of their element. They're out of their element. <laughs> no, no, but the, what are they we're talking about? The, the emotional side of, of the albums. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? No, I, I, that's how I built a lot of my, a lot of my list. Uh, mine as well. Does anybody veto swimming? I feel like I can. I think that's my favorite Mac Miller album. And while I, I, I would agree it's a stretch to call it a breakup album, I definitely think it has those vibes. And if you're going to label it one, I think it's a very solid one. Heck yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Out of all Mac Miller albums, you chose like the right one. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I put that, that album on very hesitantly. Like I, I'm very well aware that is a stretch, but it's a stretch I back. Yeah. I think it's a good, it's a good stretch to make um josh it sounds like you get to make a nomination here number 12 oh man let me see i don't want to put this one on here i don't want to be the one to do it i just no actually mm, mm, i know it's on nate's list don't think too hard now <laughs> so i have like a number 13 that i could definitely put at number 12 and elevate it but i feel like nate's gonna elevate it anyway but i also like we already have enough pop albums on here so i don't want to put the other one i don't have much pop moving forward if this is any indication for you i'm gonna add one more i guess pop album it's my number 10 i feel like it's gonna be left off the list if i don't mention it now i got adele's first out al- or not first album but 21 her biggest album i veto that that was on my list yeah I veto that. I think that I think that should be higher. I think that should be a higher 110%. It cracked my top 10 and I don't know I didn't know if it should be higher or not. I had it on my 15. Only only I, I will admit it was a passive 15. It like it was just because I was a fan of the very famous songs. I didn't listen to Adele when I was like in the zone, so but yeah, she was she was on my 15. I know like Adele is a somber type of of lyricist and musician in general, but like, I don't know, 25 was really like nostalgic. 21 was breakup like that. If you really sat with the album, that's breakup. And I think that it's like quality breakup too. So I think it should be higher. What are you putting in its place? Um, I'm going to put Somewhere at the Bottom of the River by Law Dispute. I don't know if any of you know that. Ooh, I do. So we're talking, <laughs> we're booting pop right off the chart. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put in some screamo <laughs> kind of album. So we want to do like diversity and stuff, but this is, this is where, this is the diversity that needs to be in here I, to explain the album. Like it truly is like you, I mean, you have to be into that kind of music, which there was a time that I, that's all I listened to. There's something about the album that is like, you can hear the sadness in his voice when he sings. It is again, yes, screamo, but like, and the lyrics are absolutely gorgeous. Like if you really sat with like a genius page 
and went through his songs like to really give give it the chance like just read the lyrics if you're not even into screamo just sit with it and read the lyrics but whatever but i also have a personal tie to this one so i think that i agree with you uh and i really love the album as well heck yeah alden i'm giving you a virtual fist touch so we know where james had it and we know where i had it nate and alden where was 21 on your list was it even on your list it was until I restructured it. No, I think uh, Adele's 21 is a solid project. And I do think it's a very good breakup album. But I had a very, very similar album. And I think a lot of ways that predates it by almost 20 years uh, in its spot. And actually, that one just continued to elevate as as we uh, continued on. So I'd like to share my thoughts on that later. I think 21 by Adele is a very solid project. I think it's probably her best work, super emotional. I have neither one of these albums nominated here. I think the safe choice would be to put Adele here just because I think that that album has like, I guess like longer staying power is probably more fresh in people's heads. Probably one that people are thinking about right now. But I'm down either way here personally. I don't I don't really have a strong feeling. So it's like so it's like you wanna be safe or you wanna step on the wild side, Nate. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like all of our locks are pretty much in the wild side already. I mean, if I'm being honest. I'm all for diversity though on this list. Um I did not have this album on my list, but I could definitely see like why like we were talking about it before recording like screamo like it may not be everybody's cup of tea but it does give you that like raw emotion sometimes yeah i think if i was going through a breakup i'd want something raw like that that's what i mean yes i wouldn't really want like a bluesy kind of like rip off motown sound from adele exact nate exit well yes i totally agree with that (laughs) (laughs) this is the stuff that i would like i would like go to the gym and be like angrily like like running, like trying, you know what I mean? Like after that, after breakup, like wrath. I just think that there should be room for breakup albums in every genre. It shouldn't just be to the sad boy cottage core genre. I think it should, I think it should be a, a taste tasted by every taster in the taste world. So elegant words. Yeah, some of my favorite songs by Adele aren't even on 21. So I, I kind of, I want to side with, a lot of dispute here. Kaylee's list is like Epcot and you're like going through and like tasting everything. <laughs> when you go to Applebee's, what do you get? You get the sampler platter and where you get to try you get to have everything. You go after nine and you get the the half price apps. We're not sponsored by Applebee's <laughs> yet. Well yeah, not after they got rid of their dollar drinks. I'm not a fan anymore. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is an. Emo- I could write a breakup album about Applebee. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. I just want to get arrested in an Applebee's parking lot for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a TikTok where like somebody's like, the first thing I'm gonna do when this pandemic's over is go back to Applebee's. All right, so what are we putting here at number twelve? I'd like for it to be uh, somewhere at the bottom of the river. All right. That's me snapping. I, I was wondering. I'm glad you clarified. Did the green bubble lighting up not help you? <laughs> Love it. Law dispute. 
the diversity it's all here uh number 11 oh man i have three albums right here at the 11 10 and 9 spot on my list that i would be very disappointed if any of these three didn't make it into our list and i have a hunch at least one of them is getting cut i think i think i'm gonna go with the one that i've listened to the most and the one that i think is honestly the best of these three and that's my number nine at number 11, I'm going to nominate For Emma Forever Ago by Bon Iver. Okay, I, I actually am going to veto that. I have that at three. Ooh. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, that's my, f- yeah, it's high up for me too. Cool, cool. I'm glad that that's not getting left behind. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was actually the album, like I'm looking at it and I was like, damn, I should have said that instead of Swimming because when you brought up that you had some albums that you like you need in here, there's probably four albums I need in here, and Swimming was not one of them. And I should have said Forever Forever Go. So I'm very glad that you brought that up. Sweet. Well, is there something else you want to nominate in its place? Uh, yeah. Um, Hosier. Is that a breakup album? It's close. Yeah, the, there's a lot of songs on it that have to deal with like toxic relationships, and that is like that's kind of why I chose it because I was trying to hit like all different aspects of a breakup. This what like how how I was saying about Swimming was a lot about self act like like looking into yourself but like hosier that album is a lot about just like the toxic relationships and like trying to get out of something that you can't at least that's how like i i interpreted it i was gonna have that on my list but i did not i love hosier like with every inch of my being but i would not consider hosier a breakup album i think the vibe yes like the the essence of the albums that like again saying like that somber kind of but i don't i wouldn't i don't think i would consider it a breakup album will james take me to church if i vote this take me to church um someone new to be alone and cherry wine those were the songs that kind of like did it for me in the breakup realm and then like the vibe also struck the breakup realm the other songs like very loosely interpreted i would maybe not even consider it but that was those songs have done enough for me that i can con- constitute the album as a breakup album i didn't like even think of that album and then you added it to the spotify playlist and i was thinking about that a lot today where like take me to church on its own is a really like different kind of breakup and it is really cool that you thought of it that way. I respect you. I respect your decision, but I don't agree with you. It's not on my list, but I really respect it. <laughs> Man, I really hope for, for Emma Forever Ago finds a place on this freaking list. <laughs> Wait, is it not a three? Oh, 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 does my veto mean it could end up not there? In theory, because like, I mean, we have five, we have five locks going forward. Can I can I append that then? I think my misunderstanding of the situation, because I <laughs> to to what place can we veto? Uh, we're gonna be able to veto up until the top five. Even though I just went through my whole analogy, like <laughs> analysis of those here. <laughs> so we're at number nine, right? We're at number eleven. Or oh, we're only at eleven. Never mind. <laughs> it's my lock. I wouldn't mind like making the top ten, but maybe not the top five. It's in my personal top three but we'll get there when we get there yeah that's fine i don't think my lock necessarily needs to make the top five either yeah do we want to put it to a vote between hosier and uh, uh for emma forever ago by bonnie fair james is gonna vote against his veto i'm gonna vote against my veto I, I be- <laughs> <laughs> my ignorance of the rules has caused problems and i apologize <laughs> okay cool <laughs> here it is number 11 for you emma <laughs> man yeah this could have gone higher but you know, this is this is fine. At least it's on the list. As long as it's on the list, I just can't see it not be there. It's the first one on my list of top 15 that I was like, if this doesn't make it, we're going to have a clown list. And now that it's on here, 
Our list isn't a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're valid now. <laughs> we are valid. All right, Kaylee, it's back to you. Do you have a nomination you want to put here, or do you think it's a fine place for your lock? The Long Goodbye by Riz Ahmed at number 10. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> I'm not laughing. Josh is laughing. <laughs> I want to know why you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, Josh, is this like a miracle in lane two situation? <laughs> when you say Riz Ahmed, I think of his character in Venom. I don't know why. Oh my god. Okay, all right, fair. I completely forgot. Evil Elon Musk. But did you see Sound of Metal? Not yet. We incredible. It's on Amazon, guys. Anyone can watch it. <laughs> it's so incredible. He he honestly is so before I get off topic, because I will, like, where are we on the list? We are at number 10. So wait, what did you say about my lock? I was just saying, do you do you wanna do you think it could go here? Do you have something else you want at the number 10 spot? What what, what? I'm gonna lock this in at 10 now because it's actually it's actually my nine. I will lock it in at my 10. I wanted it to be in here also because I figured that it's a it's an album that not a lot of people have listened to, especially because it's it's new ish. I guess, especially with him, like just stepping into the spotlight with um Sound of Metal. And then he has um in 2016, he had The Night Of, which was another movie that I hear was really good. I didn't get to listen to it yet or watch it yet. A lot of like the South Asian instrumentation, like you have like the koali harmonies and stuff between the songs. There are voicemails from different um, from different celebrities. So Maharshala Ali from Moonlight, it's a voicemail of him like telling him, like talking to him, like trying to give him advice about his breakup. So it's like broken up like that. Also, it's a great track. It's a great album to like pump it at the gym after a breakup. Personal experience. I have used it. So I'm going to lock that in at 10. That's what I'm at, 10? Yeah, I think if we were doing like an my favorite albums of like the last year, I think The Long Goodbye would probably be really, really high up there. It just seems so fitting for 2020. Yeah. Like a very like, I don't want to say like angry because that might be like the wrong word, but it feels very like, uh, like, uh, like pointed and pent up. And I think I think it fits. Sweet. Cool. Uh, why am I getting work emails at 10 p.m. on a Thursday? Where do you work, Nate? <laughs> I'm self-employed. Are you emailing yourself? <laughs> less stressy more focusing on the top nine greatest breakup albums of all time the important stuff <laughs> alden what do you think number nine should be or do you think it's sound and color um so i'm gonna i'm gonna ditch it but i'd like to leave an honorable mention for uh dude ranch by blink 182 it's a good call it's a good call <laughs> a good honorable mention i'd like for sound and color to go higher because it's an incredible album it was nominated for Album of the Year in 2015, but uh, 1989 by Josh's favorite Taylor Swift beat it out for absolutely no reason. Yeah, that was that was a snub. Yeah. Um, My best friend, Taylor Swift. There's a few songs on this album that aren't quite uh, aren't related to re relationships too, too much. But the rest of it is different stages of the end and aftermath of a relationship. I respect that let's say don't want to fight and that's probably the end you're going through all the problems with each other you have your own boundaries that you each keep crossing stuff like that and it's just not working out and then you go into a couple of the others in the aftermath the feelings that you get from it and then you have like this feeling which that's kind of your recovery song that's what you might feel when you're starting to get over it where you know everything's gonna be fine but 
Not yet. What are we putting at nine? Uh, that was Al- Alden's video essay on sound and color by Alabama Shakers, and I agree. I was lo- I was lost so deeply into those words that I just forgot where we were. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, anyone else here has heard it, so I can't campaign too hard for it going higher. No, I, I agree. I have listened to it, but it, I think it was back in 2014 or 15, whenever that album came out, so it's been a while. Wasn't one that I like found in my research for this, but... I think it's a good pick. I could see it going a bit higher. I just don't know if it's top five material because I I feel like it's kind of, although relatively new, at least in comparison to my list, I feel like it's already kind of getting lost a little bit. And I think that's unfortunate. It's the band's last album too. They're not, they're done. So it's it's just kind of like this is their legacy and it's it's really getting shoved under the rug because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Damn, you're putting Josh's girlfriend on blast. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it stinks that like in like the a music award area pop music, well obviously it's popular music whatever, but it's I don't know. It it's not fair that it kind of overtakes everything. Yeah, the popularity of the song doesn't necessarily relate to how good it is. So, uh, sometimes it's negatively. Exactly, and it's like just because you write a lot of breakup songs, does that make you good at it? Yeah, I think that's the big reason why Adele's Twenty One isn't going to get put on this list now, Alden. Oh, excuse me, that should not be done. <laughs> <laughs> that should not be done. Yeah, like I cook a lot, and I'm not a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone could cook. But not a lot of people can cook well. <laughs> There's a big difference. <laughs> All right, guys. I was having this debate with Jory, who's not. Is cooking a science or an art? Because I think it's an art. And he's like, no, nah, it's pretty much a science. And I'm like, it's... Uh... Well, I would argue that science is art. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah, there's kind of, yeah. Damn. I want like an artistic surgeon, you know? I want someone to like really go in there and like take my heart out of my body in an artistically way and then put it back in. No, I want someone to like like make my intestines into like some cool painting. <laughs> um, as a side note, can you um cut out bad things about Taylor Swift from, from Mars Council? Because we don't want to get shamed by the the Swifties. Especially because she released her album the same day that we released too. It was it was funny because people started like saying like, oh, listening to this and listening to Taylor Swift and then like comparing them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I was like, let's not do that. <laughs> it's okay. Your guys' stuff was better. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. I'm going to plead the fifth. I'll Thanos snap it. <laughs> Well, Alden, is there anything besides sound and color you could see going here at number nine? I'm just scared it's going to get left out, but I do have one more. Is it justified? No, it is not. Josh, justified made my list. <laughs> it made mine too. Uh, it's an album I found uh, fairly recently. It is Outdoor Activities by Cyberbully Mom Club. I that. <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to go with Sound and Color by Alabama Shake. I don't even know what that is. Where do you find this? I love it. No, I love it. <laughs> I feel like I've heard of them before, honestly. They're not too small. They've got like 7 million listens on their most popular song on Spotify. It's pretty about big. 100,000 monthly listeners. After, after 2016? Yeah, one's me. <laughs> if you have 100,000 monthly listeners after five years of releasing... That's that's pretty good. That's really good. Sounds like you made music that resonated with people. What album? Uh, outdoor Activities. It's a very chill one. Easily 
it can calm you down i've Does never the heard Minecraft of it soundtrack count as a breakup album? <laughs> <laughs> um i would like to lock one in now thank you the, the minecraft the minecraft album yeah minecraft alpha by c418 yes please <laughs> <laughs> sounds like we have sound and color by the alabama shakers here at number nine we're moving on to you james coming back to you alabama shake oh sorry why did i say shakers they're not shakers <laughs> Shaker. <laughs> um do you think wilder mind by mumford and Sons should be number eight or do you have something else you're sitting on i do have something else i'm sitting on uh that, like i got two albums left including wilder mind that i i want to put on and I definitely would want to put it on later. So uh, I'm going to go Channel Orange by Frank Ocean right now. Mm. Hmm. So why did you go Channel Orange and not go Blonde? Yeah, I'm, I'm asking the same thing. No, no, no. I was waiting. I knew that question was coming. I knew it was coming. Channel Orange is like, like, did you guys ever read the open letter that he released? I'm not going to lie. I did not. A few days before Channel Orange dropped, he knew that he was going to get a bunch of controversy because the entire album is about a guy. He wasn't out, although he's never really been out, but like he released this letter. The entire album is about this one dude that he was in love with when he was like 18, 19. And like, yes, there's some like stray offs where like it kind of goes into more just random people and just kind of toxicness with random people. But if you were to look at the overall theme and like read all the songs through, there is a very central theme and it is about you know like a a lost love and it's like not even necessarily break up but like just having somebody that like you love that doesn't love you back like that's kind of more of the essence of the entire album and if you if you were to go through the whole thing i i really i really i really feel i would be confused if you went through the whole thing read all the songs and didn't agree with me on it you don't have to agree, agree with me on it but but more than blonde more than blonde more than blonde yeah, so I agree with you that it is a breakup album. I think actually all of Frank Ocean's albums are kind of breakup albums in a way. Exactly, right. <laughs> Blonde is his better album. Oh, 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 I like Blonde better. I like Blonde way better. Like, make that clear. I love Blonde a thousand times. No, nah, not a thousand times. But like, in terms of a breakup album, I feel like Channel Orange hits harder as a breakup album than Blonde. But I see, I see what you're saying, yeah. Blonde, it would be in my top three albums to listen to forever. If I had to like be on a desert island and just sit down with music, Blonde would be one of them. Channel Orange would not be. I kind of agree. Like Frank Ocean in general, I think is just one of the best artists this past decade. Oh, hands down. 100%. I do kind of want him on here. So, Kaylee, I saw you put Blonde in um, to the playlist, and I, I knew we were going to have this conversation once I brought up Channel Orange. I knew it. Yeah, Josh, like in passing, mentioned Frank Ocean this morning, and I was like, I need to rearrange my list. I was like, I wasn't even thinking of this, man. <laughs> yeah. Please know that I was the spark that ignited that flame, gentlemen. <laughs> I kind of agree with you, though. Uh, knowing the context of the album, it's it's definitely a, a lot harder hitting. Yeah, I think it might be the better breakup album when you put it like that, James. So I, I'd be down for uh, Channel Orange to get put here at number eight. Wonderful. Honestly, I, I thought I was going to have to fight about that one. I'd yeah thinking about you is like one of my it's one of my favorite songs like ever 
It's gonna. It's hard to like. You have one of my favorite songs ever. It's gonna be hard for me to go against it. Yeah. Honestly, and like the only thing that like bothers me not not that it bothers me about it, but you can tell that the narrative about who he's talking about changes. But he's like openly said that this like album is about one particular person. But like even the gender of the people he's talking about. Oh, Kaylee's computer crashed. What a shame. The narrative, like the person changes. He said that it's about like so like especially because some of the songs can get lost in just kind of like. The fact that it like some of them are more upbeat and um kind of rap style, but like not rap, but you know what I mean, like more hip hop based. Yeah, no, like every single song is either about like chasing somebody you love or you know being with somebody that's toxic and you need to get rid of them. And if that can't relate to a breakup album, I don't know what can. We are creeping into our top seven with four spots open that aren't locks, with seven spots to go. That being said, Josh, <laughs> what is your number seven? And is it melodrama by Lord? I don't want it to be. Um, there are some big boy breakup albums left, Josh. Yeah, there are. <laughs> like, <clears throat> like, <clears throat> like the fact that Blue by Joni Mitchell is not even going to get mentioned in this video is going to destroy our fan base. No, Nate, now I'm going to say it. I literally was about to say Blue by Joni Mitchell. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> you read my fucking mind. It's my number five because it's like, I feel like it has to be on here because that's the blueprint for most of these albums. <laughs> it really is. I do agree with that. That's high up on my list. Yeah, I think Rolling Stone made a, a stink piece like a year ago saying that uh, it is the best album ever written by a female artist. And I honestly think it could be a contender for one of the best lyrical albums ever, like period. Like regardless of the gender of the person who wrote the, the project, it's incredible. Um, and yeah, come talk about setting the blueprint. There's even upbeat songs on the project that are still focused around dealing with a breakup. Exactly. That like dynamic aspect of it. Wonderful. It's like the OG folk breakup album. I was looking at this one and another album that I don't think's making the list. Like Blue's my pick now that we talked about it. But I was also looking at um Jack Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. Oh, that yeah, no, that's like in my top three. All right, Nate and I are getting bass now. Just making sure that's on there. I was about to veto. I've been looking, I've been staring at that album like how mentioned this album yet <laughs> all right i am gonna at number six put disintegration by the cure here um while this album is very kind of uh like personal to me it, i don't think it's so much a breakup album as much as it is like a coming of age album i think there's a lot of songs about um breakup but it's like the first half of this album the first side of this album is almost like a cure's greatest hits in my opinion you got lullaby love song and then you know in robert smith's like existential he's turning 30 album he writes like probably the last great ballad of the 1980s in pictures of you which if anyone here knows me is like my all-time favorite song or at least one of i think the reason disintegration works so well is it was kind of when the cure first started like like embodying that like goth aesthetic that they are associated with now but it was before they became like the stereotype and parody of goth music if that makes sense mm -hmm. so you're saying that they were fathering it when it was like a real thing rather than imitating it yeah they just became more like i, I don't want to say poppy because it's clearly still not a pop album but it's more like um catchy and like poetic in a way than like their older stuff like you listen to the song love cats and it's like got a funky bass line but it's like a 
it's almost like a Beatles song from like the late 60s where it's like this kind of just experimental kind of uh, like musical endeavor. It's not so much like focused on like lyrics or a story, but then they got these more like emo songs. And I think without Disintegration, they probably wouldn't have been on like the Crow soundtrack. This is what The Cure is known for. And this was kind of like the album that gave them that kind of mass appeal, I think. Yeah, it's a very good album. It probably should have been on my list. I don't disagree, but I, I I don't know what everyone's top threes are. And there's one album that I didn't lock that I really think should stay on here. Uh, so unless someone wants me to veto the next spot. I, I want you to uh, give yourself a redemption arc and put here, my dear here. Sorry, no. <laughs> so Disintegration by the, the Cure is my number two, but I think at number six is is good for where this list is at and where we have yet to go we are done using vetoes we are in the top five wilder mind by mumford and sons and melodrama by lord have to make the list still and uh yeah we have three other spots what should go at number five whole panel it's a free-for-all now we're in the end game what needs to be said melodrama and wilder mind uh james where was uh the album on your list so Wilder Mind was my top. I'm I'm fine with it not being a top. Like like like, the, like I'm not fine with it not being number one. Honestly, I just I need I do need it to be on the list. So I'm fine with it. wherever everybody else finds it suited best. I'm fine with. Melodrama was my number three, but I'm fine with it being here. Like we could leave it up to a vote. I think I like the Mumford and Sons project more than the Lord project. Although I I think I might like Lord's music better. I think that Wilder Mind is a is like a more like what we were saying earlier. It's like a more introspective breakup album. And I think that that makes it a better listen if you're really going through it. You know, it keeps the same vibe, but I, it's also I can't prove it. They haven't released a statement, but I know it's a concept album. I know it's a concept album. Like there's there's more than just like, you know, introspectiveness. Like there is a there's a huge God aspect to uh, Wilder Mind. If you if you listen closely, Um which is another reason why I like it so much is because like, yes, like this is tailoring away from breakup, but like when you're going through that breakup, you really just kind of want to take, like use anything to take your mind off of it. And Wilder Mind really does, like me personally just sends me through this entire trip where, you know, I could just stare at a wall and listen to the, the entire album all the way through. See, I feel like the Mumford and Sons should stay here and Melodrama should be up more. I would say maybe just one up. Um, personally, I had Melodrama as my seven because I don't think it should be up like... We got Illuminate by Shawn Mendes, Red by Taylor Swift, Swimming by Mac Miller, uh, Somewhere at the Bottom of the River by La Dispute, uh, For Emma, Forever Ago by Boney Vare, The Long Goodbye, Riz Ahmed, Sound and Color, Alabama Shakes, Channel Orange, Frank Ocean, Blue by Joni Mitchell, Disintegration by The Cure. I think this is pretty decent. We're looking pretty good. We're missing some big boys. We're missing some Goliath. I know, I'm getting really nervous. <laughs> if there's exchanges, I'm willing to exchange swimming for, for a Goliath. If that's if that's something that happens on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mac. <laughs> it has to be this way. It's all right. Swimming's not even the first album in the bottom five I'd get rid of. <clears throat> Red, Taylor Swift. Looking back on it, I'm like, why didn't I say Justified? <laughs> <laughs> I, I went with my brain and I didn't go with my heart. You guys asked me what place I wanted. Oh, no, what, like, like, he was at that place for me. But, like, there are 
so many more albums I would have put other than swimming. That's the best part of this is it, it's always a chaotic list at the end of things. It is, it is a chaotic list. <laughs> so if we're still at the vote between five and four, I personally think that the Mumford and Sons project's better than the Lord one, but not by much. I agree that they're both very different takes on the breakup album. And I do get the driving down the highway windows down vibes of melodrama. Um, but I, I thankfully haven't had to deal with a breakup in my adult life. And I feel like that the Mumford and Sons would be more comforting to me personally. Sounds like bragging to me. I know, right? What? That is so, so cool. So cool. Hey, better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Look at me. I'm Nate. I'm in a really stable relationship. I didn't say that. I just said I haven't dealt with a breakup yet, Josh. <laughs> Whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, you got something to say? <laughs> Megan just texted me. I'm breaking up with you. God damn it. <laughs> just so you can relate. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm listening to Mumford and Sons as we speak. So now that I've been broken up with, I can confidently say that Wilder Mind is better than Melodrama. <laughs> What a time lapse. <laughs> a lot Weird. happened in these last 30 seconds. If Megan was here, Stacy's mom would somehow end up on this list. <laughs> Fountains of Wayne has the best breakup album. Go ahead, Alden. So this one's pretty big for me. It's one of my favorite albums, period. Uh, something that I used to listen to a lot, and it kind of brings back really bad memories. Yeah, I really like Justified, too. <laughs> Deja and Tendu by Brand New. Wait, can you say it again? Deja and Tendu. By Brandon New. I can't say that I'm familiar. It's, there's a lot going on in this album. It's multiple stages of uh, a breakup or different kinds. Before you explain, can you spell out the name so I could, because I, I, I'm i like saving the artists I don't know to my Spotify. Now Nick's going to type it in and be like, that band sucks. He's going to be like, Josh Gad is a better band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, um, it, it's, there's a lot of complicated stuff going on with this album. There are songs about ending relationships prematurely because you already know things are bad and going to end. There's uh, like stuff kind of coping with uh, situations where you've probably been assaulted or raped or something. There's songs where you're just not sure where you want to go. Uh, another stage of like relationship grief is where you kind of think you're too good to be broken up with kind of thing. There's just a lot going on in this album. It's very raw. They put a ton of emotion into writing it, singing it, everything about it is just uh, very intense. Yeah, that sounds fucking intense. I don't know if I really want to listen to that. I know what I'm listening to after this. <laughs> so, this better be a great album. She's really building it up. <laughs> Honestly, I'm excited. I, I, there's just there's nothing I can say to really do it justice. It's one of my favorite albums, period. Like I said, some of it just is, is it can give you PTSD, honestly. Hey, if that's not what music is about, I don't know what is. Yeah, right? Damn, that sounds pretty metal. Not not the PTSD part, but the bringing back of past emotions. <laughs> Make you feel something. Creating your own realm. I'm excited to listen to it though. You've made me excited. So what no what number what number was that? Did we even settle on the other two albums? Yeah, wait a minute. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we asked Alden for his thoughts on Wilder Mind and Melodrama. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad I didn't miss something. I, I thought I blacked out and like just didn't understand what just happened. I thought we were placing Mumford and Sons on top. Okay, dope. That's what we're doing now. Yeah, that's what I heard. I thought it was happening. Yeah, no, do that before Kaylee puts her opinion in. I already put my opinion in. I don't need to re-explain myself. So there's only three spots left, right? Uh, Yeah. 
All right, if if Jag Little Pill doesn't make this list, guys. We got three spots left. Now we need to work as a group. There are no locks, no vetoes. It's up for us to figure out what the best three uh, breakup albums are. Time to time to get out the time to get out the punching gloves. <laughs> Kay Kaylee, I think this number three spot is going to come down to Alanis Morissette or Adele. Only one of them could be on this list. I love how we're not even mentioning Amy Winehouse's Back to Black, which literally ran so Adele's 21 could walk. Yeah. That's number two. Yeah, it's mine too. Okay, good. Josh, does that mean we just based? Yeah, that was very based. Oh yeah, very based. Back to Black is my number four, but I I, I think it needs to be on this list. <laughs> I'm, I, I can't even, I, nothing else on my list is worthy of a top three. <laughs> <laughs> I'd put up rumors and one of these nights, and those are the only two, but I don't even think they should be above a lot. Oh, no. Rumors is my number one. I don't think it's even like. I was about to say rumors. Yeah, rumors is in my top three. That, that's safe. Rumors is my number one as well. Damn, do we all have rumors at number one? Y'all, we all just based right now. <laughs> Mine is not number one, but it's top three. Damn, now I feel insecure. I feel insecure about my number seven spot now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It felt wrong putting rumors really high because i've never listened to it all the way through like during during a breakup time you know what i mean like i never actually got to experience like feel it for what it was i only just like listened to it like when i was like younger so i felt i f it felt wrong to put it really high up yeah i think that's what really makes breakup albums like super interesting is there's like there's two layers to it well th there could be more but the way i see it there's two basic layers there's like you listen to it because you're going through that and it, it either helps or you know resonates with the emotions that you're feeling or there's also like the like from a distance i'm listening because i know it's about this person's breakup with this and i think rumors thrives on both fronts if i went by that standpoint pet sounds by the beach boys would have been number one for me yeah i'm really surprised it hasn't been brought up till now it's, it's in my top 10 it's because jory's not here so for jory i'll quote him and say the greatest american band of all time the beach boys is not on this list no so i i agree with you though like there was a lot of out like red and 21 both albums i know very like are very big breakup albums. I've never listened to them during a time. Like I never felt them and it felt wrong to like, I put, tw I, I would never put those songs on. <laughs> I did listen to 21 and I did really enjoy it, but I didn't listen to it while I was experiencing problems. So like I, I never, it didn't hit enough for me to put it really high up. That's why it was number 15 for me. That was going off the rails a little bit, but yeah. If we're going by that standpoint to go back to trying to decide our number three spot, I feel like I've listened to ironic in that way way more than like rolling in the deep or like set fire to the rain well not not only that there's such an interesting like biography and story to jagged little pill as as a narrative like dissociated from the album the story of the album is just as much uh of of art in my opinion i mean alanis morissette was you know a pop like a teen pop star I mean, she did like pop forward dancey music in the early 90s when she was still in high school and then loses her record contract, decides to move to somewhere else in Canada, breaks up with Joey from Full House. And, uh, you know, he was 32 when they were dating and she was 17 and then drops like the biggest rock pop crossover of the 1990s. I mean, it won four Grammys, best rock song, female rock vocalist, rock album, and album of the year. You you really know how to make a case. Now there's a whole Broadway play on the whole album too, right? And, and that's exactly where I was going yeah. is there's even a, 
There's even a uh, yeah a musical based off of this album. The Jagged Little Pill? It's very good. It is. But I want to hear Kaylee's defense of 21 before we go too far in that. Y'all uh, feel very passionate about that. I'm not going to step on anyone's toes. <laughs> <laughs> there are three spots left, and we've already come to terms with Marvin Gaye is not getting on this list. I know. After I saved it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess... Um... Wait, is that... It? Is that not saying we didn't put Alanis Morissette as number three? Personally, I've never listened to the album in its entirety. So I feel misplaced trying to argue against it because I do not have backup knowledge for this debate. However, the ones that I have above it have already been said. Like, or, or like have either gotten positions or are pretty much safe to be like said as we go on. So I'm going to let you have this one. I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish and you can have it. You're welcome. I'm gonna let you finish. But Adele had one of the most popular albums of the 2010s. She did. She did do that. Jagged Little Pill, number three. It's gonna be a very uneventful top two. Did you guys come across any albums that you felt like were too breakup-y? Yes. I was thinking that. We just quoted Kanye. That's how I feel about 808s and Heart break and it was sitting at my 15 actually do you think we're getting an 808s and heartbreak too probably oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few albums on this on my on my list that i'm like that you, it's a little too breakupy. like they, they, they sat down and were like oh I, i'm gonna i'm gonna write a breakup album my number seven i think i kind of feel that way about uh sea change by beck i think is very much yeah is very much like a melodramatic breakup album it's almost like it takes the theming of a breakup and instead of implying it to like a personal story it uses that as like a template for its like it's almost almost like it's it's theming or its concept is simply i'm gonna try to go for the vibe of a breakup album uh in the same way that i think like taylor swift has done a couple of times that I think Adele is literally only going to do for the rest of her career. Sorry. It's just like, it's, it's a popular like trend to do because it works. I mean, it, it's a, it, yeah, it resonates with people as, as long as people can emotionally relate to your song, it's going to do well to some category. Uh, and I think like Beck has only been good, like, like actually really good on that one project. Have you, have you heard sleeping with roses too? Cause that was my, that was my, on my list of like, this is almost too breakup to put on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's also how I feel about Blood on the Tracks by Bob Dylan. Yes, yes, I'm not yes, a yes, big yes, Bob Dylan fan, but that is probably his best album, in my opinion. And it's literally just like him being a, a whiny little guy who sounds like his heart is literally <laughs> physically breaking <laughs> about a breakup. Like, it, he sings like his heart is being ripped out of his chest like that guy from Temple of Doom. Hey, that doesn't make, that doesn't make him whiny. That doesn't make him whiny. I don't understand the Bob Dylan, like, love. I really, I, I can't get, I don't know. I'm supposed to love Bob Dylan. I've tried. I, don't know, I respect, I respect him as a musician. I do. I think like if you were to really sit and want to have like a five course meal, as you listen to a song, you listen to Bob Dylan. I can't, I can't sit down and like really just kind of like let myself go. Like I have to focus when I listen to Bob Dylan because all of his songs are masterpieces in the fact that they all tell stories. You have that. And then you even, I see my favorite album by him is Freewheeling. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's really good too yeah so there's songs on there that they're just complete storybooks but they're not something that you take lightly a little too heavy for me in a breakup when i when i'm going through a breakup i want to like kind of like sit in my own sadness marinade and not like hear stories from you know what i mean like bob dylan i i want to be like i, I want to get in my bag not bob dylan's bag you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah quote of the day i want to get in my bag not bob dylan's bag. <laughs> i want nothing to do with bob dylan's bag <laughs> Did we come to a conclusion right there or we just... Yeah, so what's three? What's so three? So three is Jagged Little Pill. 
So then is two going to be back to black? Two needs to be back to black. Yeah, I think it's got to be on this list. And I will not budge on that. I agree. That's fine. And that makes number one, rumors by Fleetwood Mac, question mark? Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) What, uh, What was your number one, James? And Alden. My, my my number one was Wildermine. Okay. Which I pronounced Wildermine for like the first two years. The, like I said it one time and some the person I was talking to had no idea what I was talking about. And then they finally figured it out. And yeah. Yeah. My uh, my number one was Deja and Tendu. I had to mention it. Can our unofficial number 16 be justified? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Can we just make it an official 16th? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's justified. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you guys have any EPs? I avoided them. Yeah, there were a couple of EPs that I was like considering, but then I was just like, there's something, there's a full length LP that captures the same vibe maybe by a different artist i feel like every spot on my list kind of had like two or three different projects that could have gone there like at number three i was between um or number four rather i was between either back back to black by amy winehouse or adele uh 21 because i i think in in concept they're very similar albums but then i had to go like based off like artistic merit which one i think is better and then I was like, okay, well, Back to Black took that. Yeah. I ended up only putting one EP on, but there was at least like four that I was considering. But I it, it, I did sit there and I'm like, these were like the first releases. And they also, they don't, they don't like cover the scope of the vibe they were trying to catch. Like they, they had a great start to it. And if they just like made it into an album, it would have been great. But there were, there was a good amount of EPs that I was looking at that I was like, that would be a great selection if like, you know, this was a longer list. Yeah, I feel like this list could have been 50 songs deep. Uh, does everyone want to read their personal ones before I read the uh, group one? And then anything that we haven't talked about yet, if you want to talk about it when you mention it, feel free. The best thing about this episode is like music that we can promote to people that might not have heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go first, maybe, since I'm going to have to read the group one at the end. My number 15 was Justified by Justin Timberlake. Cry Me River alone got this like album on the list. But uh, the fact that like JT is such a king, he just dumped Britney Spears and then found his stride as a solo artist all on the same project is just a all-around king move but justin's never really been a, a album artist and uh besides like three tracks like senorita rock your body and cry me a river this this isn't really worth going back to all the songs are like five minutes long and most of them are skips what what goes around comes around is like my favorite justin timberlake song though okay okay my bad four four songs <laughs> four songs. <laughs> and then at 14 i had breakaway by kelly clarkson i've already mentioned kind of like the the bangers really carry this project for me but i think it was bold for this uh like country pop singer from american idol to kind of do this like big elaborate breakup album um and it's her best work i think still to this day uh number 13 is where i had bob dylan's blood on the tracks in a similar kind of vein at number 12 i have the boatman's call by nick cave and the bad seeds i think this is a really interesting breakup album because it kind of changed the aesthetic of the whole brand uh they had very like uh brash and kind of like heavy punk uh influences before this 
and then they drop this album and it's like a bunch of moody piano songs uh and since they've kind of embodied that aesthetic a bit more than their uh harder rock roots and i think that this project kind of carried them to different heights lyrically number 11 i have blue by joni mitchell mostly because i never really listened to this one like isolated it was very much just uh one that i knew its significance and influence of and then only knew a handful of songs i never heard it all the way through until doing research for this in which case i think it could have gone higher at number 10 I had 808s and heartbreaks which is an album I actually really don't love that much but I think it changed the game for electronic influenced hip hop that's true yeah um i think like it brought more vocal variety and flair to the genre even though kanye himself literally cannot sing <laughs> pretty much the last 10 years of pop music have been nothing but 808s and heartbreaks wannabes most exclusively drake um, who simply wouldn't have a career if this album never really came out. It's also the only Kanye West album to have the endorsement of Michael Jackson, and I think that's pretty It's pretty important. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, he uh, apparently loved the project. Kanye sent him, like, early demos of it. Damn. A Michael Jackson feature on that album would have been dope. There was supposed to be one, but then he passed, so. F. Uh, nine for Emma Forever Ago, Bon Iver. I, there's not too much you can say to this, but to me, it feels almost like ambient music, uh, even though it's got vocals and lyrics and things. Uh, it really just captures that vibe perfectly. The Beast in Its Tracks by Josh Ritter is like my deep cut for the week. I found this album in researching uh, th for this uh, episode when we first came up with the idea. I think it's got a lot of great songs and uh, yeah. If I ever need a good cry, I think I, I'll probably turn to this project because uh, it, it, just the production kind of carries it beyond just this kind of um, like acoustic folk project. And then I have Sea Change by Beck here. I think it's Beck's best album. I love his earlier stuff. And uh, he kind of just became like chameleon-esque and changing his sound every project. And this is the best sound I think he found even to this date. Number six is where I start to go a little bit off the rails with my like non-traditional breakup albums, but Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. I think it's one of the greatest albums ever made, like period. Great album. And I, I think it's not really a breakup album in the traditional sense because it really has a bunch of different little coming of age elements, but it kind of be, make, made the band critical darlings, if only for a brief moment in time. And I, I think that God Only Knows could be like one of the best love songs ever written. And I guess depending on how you look at it, it could also be indicating a upcoming breakup. Yeah, great project. My last non-traditional breakup album is Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Ooh. Ooh. I'm, I'm on brand with that. Yeah, I think it wholeheartedly is a breakup album, but again, not in that traditional, um, like a breakup between, uh, you know, significant others. I think it's about uh, mostly the departure of Sid Barrett from the band. I think his ghost kind of haunts this entire project, uh, you know, even seven I think seven years removed from the band at this point. And the rest of the album has this like very kind of counterculture pointed criticism at the music industry, which to me kind of feels like a breakup between their past selves. Their old sound, as some people refer to their post Dark Side of the Moon stuff. Uh, this feels like the no pun intended division bell in their discography. And I think it's their masterpiece. I think it would be a breakup album in some circles. Um, then for Back to Black, Amy Winehouse, again, I think it's her best project as well. And you can tell that there was so much talent and so much more yet to come. And I love the 60s like Motown aesthetic influences that are applied to the production of this specifically and Tears Dry on Their Own. The fact that it samples the chord progression and rhythm of Ain't No Mountain High Enough is like fucking brilliant. Love that for that album. Uh, my, thir my third is uh, Jagged Little Pill. 
I could talk about that project all day, but I think it's one of the best albums of the 1990s. Uh, Disintegration by The Cure. It's got pictures of you on it. Made it to number two. And then, yeah, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, not a skippable song on that album for me. Yeah, I'll go next. Can Wait, can I Can I make a quick comment? What do you, do you think, maybe a hot take, but Bonnie Vare being the modern day Pink Floyd in terms of the vibe they're trying to produce and it just doesn't hit as hard with today? Because when I, when I listen to Pink Floyd, I think that they would end up producing very similar music to Bonnie Vare if they had the technology that we have today. I, I, I see so many similarities between their music that just are different based off of like they had instruments and Bonnie Vare has since. And just kind of like the whole like 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 how you were saying that forever forever ago and um just kind of more the like the vibe and the feeling of it i, I forget what word you used but uh, it's almost like an ambient track yeah ambient track. yeah that thing that thing yeah i i could see that i think for emma forever ago is probably one of the most like influential albums of i think that was a 2011 project if i'm not mistaken yeah of of like the 2010s i mean i think like that's changed the sound of multiple genres and its production elements and i think in a lot of ways pink floyd was also kind of pushing boundaries in that same kind of way but in terms of like the aesthetics that they embody, they're so wildly different. I think it would almost be discrediting both artists simultaneously if you were to say like one is uh, like that derivative of the other. Because like they're so... Derivative, uh, definitely not derivative. That's not the way I was... Okay, okay. Kind of more like the way that they impact it. Then absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think they're both like the most influential artists of their of their respective eras. I think I honestly Bonnie Vare is huge. I don't think he gets enough credit though. I really do think that he is a lot more influential than people think, even though people still think he's very influential. Oh, and if we do want to talk about influential production, I do want to do a quick shout out to Nigel Goodrich of uh, Sea Change by Beck. He does like Radiohead's production and it literally carries this album like three spots on my list. There was a Radiohead album that I was actually going to add on to the onto my list. And honestly, I'm wondering if it was the same guy. I didn't know that that was the same guy that that worked on Beck's album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Nigel Goodrich. Look him up. He's a, a, a fucking legend. Uh, he's even done like albums for uh everyone u2 beck radiohead there, there's like five or six more like huge names that he's done projects for absolute legend and uh, oh yeah all of tom york's solo stuff is produced by this guy too nice uh i'll go uh, <laughs> uh my number 15 was 808s and heartbreak by kanye west as like nate said it i think this album does have a large influence on the rap community uh when it comes to like Drake's work and that, that's up to you whether you think that was a good thing or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 14, read by Taylor Swift. Like I said before, it was just weird for me to not have that artist on there. Uh, just when it comes to her history of writing songs about her breakups and that. Um, yeah, I think Red's a fine pop album. Number 13, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. I just had to have the Beach Boys on here. Um, but as Nate said, I think it's one of the one of the cooler uh, uh, non-traditional breakup albums and just one of the best albums in general. So it was easy to put it on the list. Number 12, Justified by Justin Timberlake. It's um, I really like the, the single hits off this list. You put Justified over Pet Sounds. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. He's been making fun of it this entire time, and then he pulls it out of his back pocket. And he's like, just, just kidding, guys. He's like, plot twist. I'm the one who likes Justified. 
<laughs> I think the singles off of Justified are really, really strong, and I think that's why it went a couple of spots uh, on this list uh, for me. Uh, number 11 is Teen Dream by Beach House, which is an album I got showed to this morning that I like so much that I, I added it on the list. And uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Kaylee, for, for you know showing me that album anytime i've been listening to it all day number 10 i mean 21 by adele just from like a historical standpoint i think it just had to be in the top 10 uh number nine blood on the tracks by uh bob dylan once again it's kind of a classic album it would have been weird for me not to have it on my list surprised like it did get mentioned until nate mentioned it uh number eight is the bedside drama by of montreal which is an album that I got from an Anthony Fantano. He said was one of the most underrated uh, breakup albums. So I checked the album out and I love the album. It's very good. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, number seven is a weird one. It's called The First Day of Spring by Noah and the Whale. It's kind of this... Uh, I love Noah and the Whale. I love Noah and the Whale. I do too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think it's a really solid album. Uh, this like they're like an indie British band, I believe, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. Is that a breakup album? Like, would you consider that a breakup album? I kind of do. When viewed as like one holistic piece, probably. I, I don't know. I know there's several breakup songs on it. Fair. I'm just glad their I'm just glad their name came up in this conversation. <laughs> it was like it didn't make my top five because I don't think it flowed as a breakup album as though but i really wanted it on the list just because i think it's just a really good album and i really like their sound just in their work in general number six jagged little pill lannis moore said like nate said like it's a really solid album like it's uh that one when it comes to like theming and like the the story that album's telling it's phenomenal uh, number five blue Joni mitchell like i said i think it's the blueprint for all these albums uh number four here my dear by marvin gay the album that i saved from alden uh that didn't even end up on this list but i think it's uh some of marvin gay's best work <laughs> i wish he was recognized on this list marvin gay's uh he's a he's a treasure i'm that's why uh falcon told steve rogers to listen to him in captain america winter soldier honestly i think he was probably recommending his more upbeat music josh i don't know if it was the moody depressing album <laughs> it probably was <laughs> uh number three melodrama by lord I this album's really high for me because I think it just has a more of a unique take on a breakup where it's not like looking at a breakup where it's like oh shit that sucks it looks at it more as like no I'm like I'm free maybe maybe you're out of a bad relationship and like now you get to like party with your friends I think it's like I think it's a cool look on a breakup album it I think it changes the game when it comes to this like subgenre number two back to black Amy Winehouse like we talked about it's classic it had to be on here phenomenal talent number one rumors Fleetwood Mac classic uh just one of just probably the best album in general on this list just each song is a banger to me all right, James, I'm dying to hear your whole list. You had a lot of non-traditional picks, and I need to start writing stuff down to add to my Spotify once I re repay for Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Just for everybody, everybody that's going to listen to this, I need y'all to understand that my list is based off of the, like, the albums that I listened to when I was going through it and that helped me. But I'm very well aware that there are some albums on my list that do not deserve a top 15 an actual breakup album. So with that quick disclaimer, my 15 is Sleeping With Roses 2 by Chelsea Cutler. 
um it is a very generic like breakup album but she does it well she does it well uh there there's some songs on it that like no, i'm not you, it it it's just a very it's a breakup album she she sat down and went to write a breakup album 14 is heaven which is an ep by uh the band camino it is like four or five songs long and i really almost didn't put it on there they have like a more like i i put them as like a like a like a younger 1975 basically that are a lot more geared towards like breakup songs and they they're phenomenal i love them i but they they definitely have that kind of more like upbeat tempo down lyrics if you listen closely and then number 13 i have arizona baby by kevin abstract good pick yeah great album i i would argue against myself that it's a breakup album that i just felt that there's a few songs that did did a lot for me on it that i just felt disrespectful to not add that to this list that is somewhere uh 12 was 21 by adele you know you guys talked you guys i feel like you guys knew a lot more about 21 than i did i definitely listened to the whole thing like i said before though i didn't really listen to it in a time where i needed it so I couldn't put as much respect to it to myself. But uh, 11 is Hit the Ground Running. An artist I, by Newton Faulkner, an artist I definitely, you guys got to listen to him. He's an Australian artist, a guitarist guy. Like he he plays a lot of like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of like modern finger style acoustic guitar, but it's basically when you use two hands playing guitar. Yeah, he does a lot of that while he's singing and his, he's really, uh, his songs are really really impactful they uh but they're a lot more straightforward you know where like my favorite breakup albums are more like abstract where you kind of have to find the meaning this one is a lot more you know in your face like yeah he's talking about a girl yeah he's talking about himself um number 10 from is michigan from michigan with love by quinn 92 another i'm gonna sit down and write a breakup album but this album was like the main album for me like in terms of like albums that like did it for me while i was going through a breakup probably from michigan with love and wilder mind i i don't think that from michigan with love is worthy of anything other than like like a worthy of top 10 but it's still it did a lot for me number nine is american teen by khalid and um whoa yeah yeah it's i'd like process what you said there at first Yeah, I think a lot of people register Khalid. Like, it's just such a famous name. You almost can't, you almost don't even want to put him in a specific category. But, like, if you really listen to the album, it's a good breakup album. I I really admit. It also has a lot of, like, (laughs) my, my, I was listening to this album when my ex totaled my car. (laughs) So, it's got a lot of, yeah. It's got a lot of stuff for me going with it too, but it is a really good breakup album, especially the ones that aren't like the more famous songs on it. Um, number eight is Swimming. Mac Miller told you guys about all that. Uh, number seven is One of These Nights by the Eagles. Oh, good call. Probably one of my favorite albums of all time, if not. I'd, I'd probably put it top three with Blonde and then another band, Brooke and the Bluff, but that's not... Uh, that's that they don't they didn't write a breakup album yeah one of these nights the 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 songs on that album they they all just hit so hard they're they're a lot like um like how uh kaylee was talking about bob dylan how you just kind of sit down and you have to like pay attention like there's a lot to take in when you're listening to one of these nights which is it's it's palatable you can still sit down with a breakup how like kaylee was saying like um Bob Dylan is almost not palatable. Like it's a lot to process. And sometimes when you're going through a breakup, you don't want to do that. One of these nights is it's, I feel like it's enough to take in. Number six was rumor. We, we talked about rumor extensively. Uh, number five is Hosier. Yeah. 
talked about Hosier. Number four is Fine Line. I feel like nobody mentioned Fine Line on with Harry Styles. Yeah, good call. Good call. I love that album. I was not a Harry Styles fan. I actually was against Harry Styles for no good reason other than the fact that he was 1D and I was the typical dude who hated 1D. But I it actually, I Kaylee, was did you show me Harry Styles? Yes, it was. She she got me onto Fine Line and I may have listened to it for a month straight. It is a masterpiece of an album and i could go on for a while about how my opinion on harry style has changed because he he is an artist i, I don't you know what say... it feels like like comparing him to like other people he kind of feels like david bowie right he kind of skipped the 70s david bowie where he made this like weird music and he's going right into the hits i i agree with that yeah i don't know i've been saying it for a little while now i think he's more of a peter gabriel or a uh phil collins honestly i don't i think i can see a phil collins but it, a little different i just feel like he hasn't done anything wildly experimental but he went from being a part of like a group that was a commercial success to then doing his own solo stuff that is like i would say even more commercially successful or at least like easier to sell but also like higher quality nate i could not agree with you more and i'm so glad that you opened that can to state my case on harry styles i love harry styles um i think he's he's great for what he stands for what he everything he does i adore him however the only bone i have to pick because everyone that i love i have to think about it critically too and i'm not going to be clouded by the rose colored glasses of his stunning beauty however i do have a bone to pick where uh, there's so many twitter feeds that are like harry styles as this other insanely amazing artist and you go through and the the thread is like endless and it's amazing to see that, yeah, he can dress and look like all these different artists and he has a stage presence and stuff like that. But it's like he almost skips out on the on the the grit that made those artists worthwhile and will outlive everything. Now, I think Harry Styles is a household name and I think he, he's going to stick around like from now on. But I think just like if he was back in time, before we had streaming, exact before before boy bands were even a thing, would he really be able to make it as like a true rock star? Some would say yes. Some would maybe argue no. I'm not going to say what I think because I love Harry Styles, but I do like to think about things critically and especially the artists that I respect so much. I like to pick them apart because there's a lot of things that I see that I take as kind of like inspiration role model, but any role model you have, you got to think about them critically and pick apart things that you don't want to be like. And I don't want to be as an artist, musician, anything. I never want to be compared to someone else. I, I want to be, oh, you're Kaylee because you're Kaylee. You remind me of Kaylee. You're, you're on, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing like you kind of thing. That's my biggest gripe with Bruno Mars actually where like I feel like every Bruno Mars hit you see what he's exactly being compared to like oh treasure very Jackson 5 um locked out of heaven obviously the police gorilla it's fucking prince like he never I don't know what a Bruno Mars song is without attaching another big thing to it unfortunately it's grenade it is <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's his worst song yeah i've never thought of bruno mars like that though yeah kaylee you're saying it, i just feel like i feel like with that it's like pandering to your audience because it's already been done you know people really love it and you know people are going to listen to it so instead of like you know like we said in the back are you going to be safe or are you going to take a walk on the wild side like <laughs> you know and i feel like i feel like i wouldn't say it's being safe again like all these artists are making 
risks are taking are taking chances stuff like that but um i feel like it's the easier option to build off of artists that already have been and have already created empires you know all right james so you had fine line by harry styles and then what number three is for emma forever ago based two is channel orange and number one is wilder mind that's my yeah that's my i do want to have some some honorable mentions truthfully because there was a few bands that like god I, I just wish that they took all the individual songs that they have from other albums and kind of mushed them together because it would have made a great breakup album leon bridges great breakup artist great artist great breakup artist i also think rks but in the same aspect of how i'm viewing wilder mind from mumford and sons rainbow kitten surprise they got some songs that would like if you if you mushed all of their songs that are more geared towards a person and getting over someone or just kind of dealing with other people if you mush them together it'd be a great breakup album but they were all kind of spursed out amongst their career i, I don't think any of their albums necessarily can be like called a breakup album those those two artists i very much really i was really trying to put them in and i could not i had one honorable mention that i forgot to mention ladies and gentlemen we are floating in space by spiritualized made almost made my list based it's so good like based on the fact just specialized is one of the coolest artists like more recent that like nobody ever talks about uh the album's so aggressive and uh i kind of regret not putting it on my list all right uh alden kaylee who wants to go next i i guess i can go ahead alden you got it <laughs> uh i'm gonna start off at 15 with sea change by beck uh, sorry, Josh. Fourteen is here, my dear Marvin Gaye. I at least it made a list. You you may agree with that, Nate, but you're not gonna agree with Back to Black by Amy Winehouse at thirteen. Uh, boo. No, 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 no. Hear him out. He has the traditional picks still on his list, but then went with his favorites. I, I see where he's coming from. I appreciate this album a lot. Uh, I like most of the songs on it, but it's not one that I I've gone to listen to. Uh, so. It's it's here. Uh, Twelve is Dude Ranch by Blink One Eighty Two. Nice. This one, honestly, like I was trying to find the weirdest pick as the the first song to put on my list, and I'm kind of upset it ended up this low, but it makes sense. It's a small album. The most popular song on it is legitimately seeing your ex with another person. My number eleven is Teen Dream by Beach House. Uh, recently found it. Uh, maybe a year ago, Beach House. Um, uh, pretty good. Outdoor Activities by Cyberbully Mom Club. Uh, this one is really chill. Not uh, This might be one of my lesser breakup albums on my list, but it still is uh, about issues with relationships at the bare minimum. So Then at nine, I have Melodrama by Lord. Eight, where we placed... Another Frank Ocean album, I have Blonde here. Uh, seven, I have The Weight That You Buried by Knuckle Puck. This one, it's it's hard. It hits hard. It's one that you are angry, you are upset, you're mad at the person who may have broken up with you, that kind of stuff. Uh, at number six, I have Jagged Little Pill. At number five, I have Put Your Together by Real Friends. It's just one that I did listen to through tough times like that. So. It's it's whatever. I'll keep you in mind from time to time by Mooseblood. The title alone, you can tell it's a breakup album. One of the songs, uh, one of my favorites from the album actually, mentions 
my number one on my list. And my number three is Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. As Nate said, no song in there is really skippable. Uh, my number two is Sound and Color by Alabama Shakes. And my number one is Deja and Tindu by Brand New. Yeah, that's that's the one out of this whole list so far, this whole episode. That's like on my on my list to listen to next, Alden. You really did a good job hyping that up. I sure hope so. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm going to have to check this out too. We're, we're all just going to be like crying isolated in, in our room. Yeah. <laughs> we're all going to therapy tomorrow after this album. <laughs> See you there. This album is my therapy. All right. I'm going to take it away. Please do. This is my final list. Just as a precursor, I thought this was so difficult. I'm very much a person that listens to songs peppered all over the place. Me too. I very rarely listen and sit with full albums. And it really kind of brought to mind that as I was given this task. I'm actually very glad that I did sit with a few of these albums, actually most of these albums and really listen to each song along with the lyrics. I'm really big on lyricists. I'm big on symbolism. I'm big on doing something a little more with your music than just saying it up front. For that reason, I did not put Red by Taylor Swift on my list at all. Um, I knew she was going to be said. I wanted to give space to artists that don't really get a lot of the light. And that's what I kept in mind for the like the closer to the um the second half of my list, um, the lower numbers. Okay, so 15, I had Illuminate by Sean Mendez. We talked about it before. I don't know. Classic Sean Mendez really just kind of moves me. I have a lot of memories with the album and I don't know. I just think his his start was really pure and I really liked it. 14, Melodrama. Not Melodrama by Lord, Melodrama by Kevin Garrett. Um, definitely an artist that you should check out. Definitely Sad Boy. Um, he this is actually an EP. This is the only EP that I added to my list because I also had the same um conflict whether I should add it or not. Kevin Garrett, he actually he's from Pittsburgh. He's a PA native. Um, and he collaborated with Beyonce on um, Lemonade. So he's pretty established. You just don't know him yet. I Check out Melodrama. Like Mellow, M-E-L-L-O-W, drama. Like, not yet. Um, a play on words. Anyway, um, 13, I Have Somewhere at the Bottom of the River by Law Dispute. Again, yes, it's a screamo. I get it. People really aren't into that. However, I think lyrically it is beautiful, it's impactful, and even if you're not into Screamo, just look it up on Genius and just read through some of the lyrics and that's enough. The poetry behind it is enough to be like, all right, maybe I'm not into the genre, but I'm gonna give it a chance. 12, I have Teen Dream by Beach House. I was up in the air whether to do Depression Cherry or Teen Dream um, by Beach House. Teen Dream definitely is more of the astral projection kind of vibe that than um, Teen Dream gives me. Um, so that's why I kept with Teen Dream. Um, but Beach House is a fantastic artist that it just they just hit all the time. Yeah, I'm glad I found them. So 11, um, The Idler Wheel the by Fiona Apple. So the entire title of this album is called <clears throat> The Idler Wheel is Wiser Than the Dreamer of the Screw and Whipping Cords Will Serve You More Than Ropes Will Ever Do. So because that is a crazy mouthful, it's just called The Idler Wheel. I don't know if you would really constitute it as a breakup album. A lot of it is a um, self-analyzation of yourself. Um, and I know personally, like when you're going through any kind of breakup, whether that be with someone romantic or even a friendship, you start to analyze yourself, that kind of 
melodrama per se is where I go with things. I felt like it needed to be on my list, um, even though it was a smaller kind of, I don't know if, I don't know if a lot of people listen to Fiona Apple, actually. This album almost made my list. I think she's one of those artists that uh, James was mentioning earlier, where if you like could staple like some songs from their entire discography and make a breakup album out of them, I think Fiona Apple would probably have like a top five breakup album. If you could take like some of her standout songs about uh, heart heartbreak and like that introspection that you were saying, I, I think that is the strong part of that project. I agree. And then um, next I have for my 10, I have, by the way, I forgive you by Brandy Carlisle, which kind of, stands hand in hand with that Fiona Apple. Again, I don't think it really was traditionally written as a breakup album. In fact, I know it wasn't because sitting with it and actually I've enjoyed this album for so long and it wasn't until today that I sat down and really like researched the meaning behind it. Um, I think what's so brilliant about Brandy Carlisle, besides her vocal quality, and besides she's just a, a wonderful person, she writes music that are so ambiguous that she could be talking about one thing and you can feel another and it's still relevant. She needed to be on the list because she's one of my favorite artists of all time. Party of One, that's, she actually uh, duetted that with Sam Smith a few years later. Great rendition. I love her just by herself. I think she's wonderful. The Joke is also on there. Um, she performed that at the music awards 20 something it was like it was, it was recent I don't know but that was when people started giving her looks that she act that she really deserves definitely the roots golden roots for sure nine truth is by Sabrina Claudio I don't know if you know who Sabrina Claudio is but if you listen to that album your your heart will hurt in a very seductive way eight whoa the long goodbye Riz Ahmed um, I spoke many about this album but um, it actually was just shown to me within the past week week and a half well actually Riz Ahmed just kind of stepped into my consciousness in the past week and a half and I really been digging in on him he is one fantastic artist in general and definitely someone to keep an eye on and I really think you guys should check out this album if you are to sit with it I recommend to like listen to it just it like don't shuffle through things listen to it in its order listen to the album as if it was like through the whole project yeah put on some headphones act like Binky in that one episode of Arthur where he gets teleported you know and just starts floating through space I also this album too is really big with the ambiguity because it's like um he yes it's about a breakup but it's also talking about like the Brexit with um ah political breakup (laughs) (laughs) Brexit at Tiffany's was the working title for the album (laughs) yeah my seven is melodrama by Lord I already spoke a piece on that um six I have blonde by Frank Ocean I think that came out in 2016 um it was I had listened to a few songs from Channel Orange up to that point but this was the album that got me into my first Frank Ocean project is just immaculate and I think Frank Ocean comes to you at specific times in life and that's when he was introduced to me and um he he hit it like right out of the gate my five is 21 by Adele Nate you could say what you want about her writing about her writing breakup songs i think she does it in the most impactful way honestly of modern music um i don't know i i maybe it's just i really vibe with like that deeper like i don't know like lower women voice that isn't like you know high pitch and fraily like indie like indie kind of music is or like all the regular pop music i am a little disappointed she didn't make the list i mean even her ex sued her 
over that album. She did something right, you know? Like, Adele did something right with this album. So I do not appreciate how she was uh, displaced out, out of the finalist, but she's on my list, so love you, Adele. Four, I have for Emma, Forever Ago. Just a beautiful album. Skinny Love was literally like my go-to bag song in middle school, so that had to get on high. Um, three, I have Blue, Joni Mitchell. Two, Back to Black, Amy Winehouse. Nate said it perfectly. I don't have to say anything more about that. He basically summed it all up. And one, Rumors, Fleetwood Mac. Unskippable. Completely unskippable. Like, every song is wonderful. It's such a badass album. Like, I know we just, like, kind of keep saying, like, oh, it's number one, like, Undisputed. It's, like, this, like, a very large band. Fleetwood Mac had, like, seven members at the time. And it's, like, there's inter-band relationships they're like all breaking up with each other and all addicted to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> they make like one of the best albums of the 1970s. Uh, maybe one of the best albums of all time while like going through this big conflict. Like I think it's crazy. And then like the lasting power of this album, like it was like trending again, like in 2020 because of the whole TikTok thing. It's crazy. This this album is going nowhere culturally. It's, it's going to stay at the top of cultural relevancy for another 30 years, I think. I think you're so, I think you're so right, without a doubt. Imagine writing it, writing about your ex with your ex. Yeah, and your ex is there, like playing the guitar and performing a song that's written about him. There's, well, there's a recording of Stevie literally like eye contact with him as she's playing and she's singing the song, just like eye contact. Like it's like God, you really just like take the trauma and like make it into soup, right? Like, like if you were in the audience watching them do that. You'd be like, wow, shit's going down right now. <laughs> I, I freaking love that project. So I'm, I'm happy that it won. Here it is, our final list. The top 15, according to Duel of the Takes, the top 15 breakup albums of all time. Number 16. The top 15 breakup albums of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Number 16, Justified by Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> Number 15, Illuminate, Shawn Mendes. 14, Red, Taylor Swift. 13, Swimming, Mac Miller. 12, Somewhere at the Bottom of the River by Law Dispute. 11, For Emma, Forever Ago, Boney Vare. 10, The Long Goodbye, Riz Ahmed. 9, Sound and Color, Alabama Shakes. 8, Channel Orange, Frank Ocean. 7, Blue, Joni Mitchell. 6, Disintegration, The Cure. 5, Melodrama, Lord. 4, Wilder Mind, Mumford and Sons. 3, Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. Two, Back to Black, Amy Winehouse. And number one, Rumors, Fleetwood Mac. Yay. Love it. Love it. Honestly, the top five, pretty great top five in my opinion. I think I think we we came together here. I would love to switch out one of these nights for swimming, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to switch out Red's Taylor Swift with 21 by Adele. I mean, things happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sometimes things don't go your way and sometimes you're the reason for it. It's okay. And that's what breakup albums are all about. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> is Duel of the Takes going to have a breakup album when Jory gets fired? for not showing up to the top 15 breakup albums recording <laughs> duel of the takes is our rumors <laughs> <laughs> well james and kaylee is there anything we can talk about in terms of what's going on with mars council i know like 2021 is probably going to be just as weird of a year for artists as 2020 i was wondering do you guys like have anything on the horizon anything we can help promote or share right now we're um in the ways of getting out our second song um it's definitely been a strange past year and creeping into 2021. It's 
it's just as weird. Things don't just switch off and things get normal again. But the whole working remote kind of stuff like that, and then finally getting back together, um, moving back to Philly, really like actually getting to let the creativity flow. Um, that's where we're at right now. As of right now, we don't really have anything to promote except to just stream Honey Tea on Mars Council, uh, on Mars Council Spotify. Follow us, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Follow us, um, we're on Facebook too. We're a pretty fun social media presence, you know? You guys wanna have a good time now that we're back together and we can't, don't do, we, we were trying so, like a few times so hard to do like some type of remote posting. It just, it's, oh man, not being in the same place is just brutal. Especially with like music, cause it's always been so much about like live and collaboration and it's like- Exactly. At least like in the realm of what I do, you're, you're fortunate enough to like, there's a way to do video work remotely. There's a way to do podcasting or, or socializing with people remote, but there isn't a way to share that art form. Yeah, for sure. I th- yeah, like we we worked on that song for like the for the Honey Tea uh, remotely for like four or five months. Two, uh, two months after we had got back together, the song was done because it was just so much easier to work together. And the same thing happened with the song uh, right now uh, over this whole break when we weren't together, we've been trying to work on it. And then- you know, Kayla comes back, we do one session and, you know, it's like we never left and we're like working on the next song and we're getting like just as much momentum. So working remotely is definitely an animal that is hard to overcome. Yeah, definitely moving into 2021 too. I would love to, um, you know, the revival of live music would be great. Philly is such a hub for live music. Um not even just venues, bars, you will just see live music on the street. And that was something I was really looking forward to. However, things don't go your way sometimes. And that's why you write a breakup album. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm for 2021, I'm definitely hoping for that uh, bring back of live music safely um, so we could enjoy live music again. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us in this episode. I don't think we would have had as diverse of a list without you guys. I appreciate you having us. Thank you so much. An absolute pleasure to be involved with you guys. <laughs> well, definitely check out what Mars Council's got going on. Stream the song Honey Tea. Like, un- unironically, guys, it's a great song. Highly recommend it. The vocals, the production, everything. It's one of the best indie soul, kind of almost folk influence too. It's great. It's great. Check it out. It's streaming literally everywhere. You can search it on YouTube right after you're done watching this video. Links in the description for everything. I'm so glad Nate read right off the script I gave him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when are we getting a Mars Council and Banana Boys crossover? <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, is Changes a breakup song? <laughs> Changes does hit different. Put in a word for us, Josh. I would love to see a collaboration. The Duel of the Takes Music Festival coming 2022. <laughs> <laughs> the first ever Discord music festival. <laughs> a Fortnite music festival hosted in our Discord server. <laughs> Alden, what's your favorite musical artist that has uh, done a concert in Fortnite? Anderson Pack. Travis Scott did one, right? But you're really going to say Travis Scott over Anderson Pack? Come on, Alden just gave away the best answer. Yeah, I 
for some reason was actually at that one. Someone did a concert over Fortnite? Multiple people have. What? I, I did not hear about that at all. Didn't they stream like Inception in Fortnite or something? No, it was Interstellar. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Speaking of which, next week we're, ta we're tackling uh, Christopher Nolan movies. Uh, James, Kaylee, do you guys have any input for that list? Oh, I love Christopher Nolan. Oh my goodness. Cool, you're gonna hate us next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, I'm glad I got to meet you guys before I got to hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode of Duel of the Takes. Don't forget to stream Mars Council's debut single, Honey Tea, available wherever you listen to music. Next week, we'll be back in our element, ranking the filmography of Christopher Nolan. If you want part in the discussion, check out our Instagram and Discord server. Special thanks to Anchor.fm for sponsoring today's episode. And remember, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.